Welcome to a brand new episode of Dynamo's Half Dozen. As we are halfway through the month of the witch, I figured, what better time than to sit back, have some fun, and talk about horror and Halloween. Joining me this week in Ted's absence is friend of the show, Greg Kelly Flanagan, who, like myself, is a huge, huge horror movie fanatic. So this week, we're going to do a top 10 horror movie listing of our favorite horror movies of all time. Like most lists, this will be subjective, and most likely, I will listen back to this and want to make some changes. But for now, this will be the list that we have. So let's start with Halloween, however. Also known as All Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve. It's celebrated at the end of this month, October 31st, and it originated from the ancient Celtic harvest festivals that has pagan roots. Being a Celt myself, I figured, let's get a little backstory on this holiday, which is celebrated widely across the world and in some countries in a big, big way. Samhain was Christianized as Halloween by the early church, but some believe that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday and separate from the likes of Samhain. However, the fun part of Halloween has always been activities like trick or treat, Halloween parties, carving creepy images into pumpkins, dressing up in ridiculous and scary costumes, lighting bonfires, visiting haunted places, and mostly, mostly, sitting back and watching a scary ass movie. And this is where our conversation begins. Here we are, welcome back and welcome to the Halloween slash horror movie special, Greg. No better buckle than yourself to have on and uh, shoot shoot about horror. You've been trying to come on this show for a while actually <laughs> for a horror episode, so this is gonna be the first of many, so we said we'd get you to be the to be the first one on. Um in Ted's yeah, well, in Ted's absence, obviously. Um The old the old shout out couple of weeks ago set the ball out in motion again yeah exactly yeah um we start like what in terms of halloween right obviously it's such a it, it used to be a lot bigger than it is now but like what, what like we all have great memories for halloween like it was always one of my favorite as a kid to be honest with you um purely from the point of view that you would stay up late absolutely terrifying yourself um watching as many I guess scary movies as you possibly could. Um, I'm sure it was the same for you, obviously. Uh, well, believe it or not, up until I was about thirteen, my parents wouldn't let me watch it and like that. Oh, I yeah? think that's what set that's what set the uh, the love of horror out in motion. Oh yeah. Stayed up late one night, and TG Four had uh, the one movie I really wasn't allowed to watch was Nightmare on Elm Street. And I had Nightmare on Elm Street on, so I gave that a watch. <laughs> and that was the first one. Um, that was that. Was, that's what set it off, yeah. Yeah, I think I was something similar. Like, there'd probably be a couple of these movies that we actually mentioned um, on the show, so I won't kind of give any any of my picks away. But like I said, this is subjective. You could listen back to this podcast, and in two weeks, you could, you know, there's another gem of a film that will come up, and 
that will be one of your favourites ahead of the other. Do you know what I mean? So, well, um, yeah. Cause it's, I think, all, it's all related. Yeah, like I think Halloween has become kind of almost too commercialised in the last few years, so much so that it's not actually, uh, it's not even really cared of anymore. Do you know what I mean? Most people don't even really celebrate Halloween anymore. Um, it's mainly yeah, it's, just, just a kid's thing it's almost. Yeah. Whereas you don't even see the, you don't even see the fireworks anymore, really. Yeah, well, like bonfires and stuff like that. I suppose like we're, we're always part and parcel of it, but you don't. It's not there's not as much effort put into it anymore. I don't think um, from from everyone else's perspective, it's almost like everyone can't wait to get Halloween over, uh, just so they can start Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, looking at it now, I think the only place that really I can see around Bray that makes an effort is Alcourt. They always have fireworks and, and bonfire up. Yeah, and it's the way it should be, to be honest with you. It's the way it should be. Because um, I don't think kids actually really appreciate Halloween anymore. Not to the extent that I know from my perspective that I did growing up. I mean, it used to be a, it used to be a big thing, you know, before the adults were going out and having drinks and stuff. They'd spend time with me and we'd watch, you know, a couple of horror films and stuff like that. It was the one night that you were able to stay up really late too, like, you know. Uh, yeah, it was, it's all the young lads going out getting smashed now. Yeah, yeah, it's become, it's almost become a, it's become a night that you don't even want to go out really because it's, you know, there's more violence than a little. It's actually quite a dangerous night, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, these days. I don't think I've been out, I've been out on Halloween and... So I think the first year me and Zoe got together, we went out on Halloween. That was seven years ago, nearly eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's become something that um, I guess that isn't as fun for a lot of people anymore. But I always have fun with it because I like the concept of it. I always make sure I watch as many horror movies as I can, even nostalgic horror movies, which kind of <laughs> leads us on to this kind of top ten list that each one of us has compiled that we don't know anything about yet. Um. So, I think you being the guest, um, I think I should let you start with your your number ten pick and just give us a little bit of a little bit of a brief kind of a you know description of the film and why you chose it. Well, I've got I've gone with uh, the longest running um, horror franchise that spanned the most sequels on Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, good show. But, uh, Decent flick, they get pretty progressively worse as they go along, really. Still good, but, though, uh, for now. Still, still, like, a lot of them are cheesy, but they're good, like. Yeah, well, I remember I remember watching the original one, the scene with Kevin Bacon, where he gets the arrow through the throat when he's lying in bed. Yeah. It always terrified me there was someone under the bed. Yes, and that's one of the big films that really created that, actually, from from my yeah. memory, anyway. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a really good film. I'm I'm a big fan of Friday the Thirteenth. Um, it's it, it's actually, you know, it's one. It's actually going to be one of my honourable mentions, which is funny because a lot of people would have expected me to put it in, but um, it was just I kind of there was too many. I was trying to think outside the box as well, you know, and movies that I guess stood out to me as a kid. I generally wasn't allowed to watch that one as a really young kid. Um, oh. So well, yeah, it was. I was about, I was about ten years. That was about ten years when I was born. So it would have been about fifteen years before I first seen it. Sixteen years, seventeen. Yeah, whereas that was out in the eighties when I was born. So it was kind of something. Came out, came out, came out in nineteen eighty. Yeah, so I didn't really get to see that until I was kind of more in my teen years. But it still scared the 
shit out of me. It was just, uh, it was just something that. Yeah, I didn't every, everyone, everyone kind of forgets that the first one isn't really about Jason. It's the, it's yeah, it's, it's the ma. It's more about the mother, exactly, and 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 it's kind of what makes Jason scary is the concept of him and what you don't really see. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I mean the big the big build up in that movie was to the end scene, basically. Um, Where he comes in. He comes out of the water. Yeah, and that's what made it such a great film. You know, less is more. I think the uh, the so called. Well, it was a re- relatively low budget as well. But yeah. It didn't cost that much to new. Well, that's why I think uh, the so called masters of horror these days could still learn a thing or two about that uh, less is more thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Definitely. A lot, a lot of mine now would have been. Well, a few of mine are low-budget movies that are quite good, like... Well, I've got a couple. I've got a couple in there. I'm going to start, actually, with my number 10. Now, this is going to be a... This is going to be one that's a little bit... Uh, not of the barrel, basically. Not of the bottle, as Jose Mourinho would say. Uh, it's a very underrated movie, I think. It's actually a film from 1997, which is a, a Stephen King film called The Night Flyer. Um... Don't know whether any you're familiar with it, but uh, I just have to try and see. I have, I think I have it on DVD. Yeah, it's an amazing film, 1997. Um, it was based on a short, short story by Stephen King. Um, basically, you know, it's and, and there's some good actors in it too because you'd remember the actors in it. Um, it's Miguel Ferrer, um, Dan Monaghan. You'd know their faces to see anyway. But it's, it's uh, as I say, it's based on a short story, and it's, and it's kind of your man uh, Richard Dees, who's played by Miguel Ferrer. He's like a real, you know, he's a tabloid reporter. He was like, never believe what you publish, and never publish what you believe, which is always his famous line in it, you know. Um, it's kind of a little known movie, but it's one of those, it's one of those gems that were brought out in the nineties from um, Stephen King. The likes of Tinner and all that came out as well. That kind of went. Yeah, under, that, that's that's a good movie. It is, and they kind of went under the radar. A lot of the kind of made for TV type movies, but this this particular little film always stood out to me. It's kind of like it's it's almost like a it's like a vampire kind of flying. You know, he does all his killings by 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 plane, and it's a real dark plane. It's always at night in the rain, and you don't really see the guy. Yeah. They did not. Um, they did not remake that into a TV show. Then that's how long ago. I'm not sure. I hope not. I hope not, but. Um, I think I think they did, and I think they made it into like a ten-part series. Well, I'll have to check and that I out. Think they made, I think they made an absolute hames of it. Well, that makes sense because this is a kind of movie that was just perfect for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I do know they tried to make a sequel, all right, but that was that was cancelled in the in the in the mid nineties because basically they were basing the story off what uh you know what Stephen King done. So there's no point in trying to add to it, you know. Um, it was yeah, what it was. It, and it was he, he did, didn't really like his old sequels. To be fair to him, no, no, no. Leave it the way it was. So, but uh, but that leads us on to your your number nine. Uh, I went with uh, with Saw. Okay. James Wan again. Well, not again, but he's on the list. Um, it's very very entertaining for a lower budget movie. It was a great concept. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously had Tobin Bell, Danny Glover. And then I had Carrie Yules as well. Yeah. A lot of people forget. Very enjoyable movies. I think seven movies as well. All kind of the same, but slightly different, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was enter- it was entertaining. They kept me going over the space of 10 years, so 
I remember I remember going up, me and one of the lads going to see it and bracing him at the age of 14, just praying to let us in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that old feeling. I know that old feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so, like, when it first came out, I was a big fan of the first one and the first kind of couple. Um, kind of died off on me again. I've seen them all, but uh, definitely the first one is a, is a good show to be to be in a, in a list anyway, you know. Um, I liked. I think I got two as well. Two was the one in the in the house. Yeah. Um But uh, after that, then they became progressively worse again. And then they I haven't, I haven't even bothered to watch the new one. Yeah, they 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 went a bit overkill as they normally do. But even still. even though the new one's on Netflix, I still haven't bothered to watch it. <laughs> um, so your first two is Friday Thirteen and Saw. Perfect. Right. Well, my number nine is, um, I guess it's probably my favourite, just by a hair's breadth, it's my favourite interpretation of Dracula. It's uh, Christopher Lee in the 1958 Horror of Dracula by Hammer Horror. Um, I'm a huge, huge Hammer Horror fan. Again, when I was a kid, like very young kid, I was able to kind of watch some of those older movies that scared the bejesus out of your parents and your aunties and uncles, you know? And anything from Hammer was good around the time. Oh man, I mean, this was the first kind of inter their first interpretation of uh, of Dracula, and it was definitely a lot more dark than say the Bela Lugosi stuff. Um, and Peter Peter Cushing obviously plays Van Helsing, and Peter Cushing, an amazing actor, and him and Christopher Lee just had such amazing chemistry together. Um, directed by the legendary. Terence Fisher, Anthony Hines. I haven't seen. Amazing. I haven't seen that movie in years. Well, you should definitely go back and watch it again because it's just a great, great film. In fact, Christopher Lee is just so scary in the film with the fact that he doesn't even say a word. It's all about his facial expressions and his presence, you know. Um, I'm ninety-two years of age when he died in ninety-three, and he's still in a heavy metal band and everything. Yeah, yeah, just absolute hero. So, and um, for Commitment me, commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, as I said, it's just I'm a huge fan of the uh, the the Hammer, uh, just everything that Hammer done. To be honest, which a big fan of it, and um, yeah. So my my number nine is the horror of Dracula. They got a they got an awful bad time as well though now nowadays. Um, they're still good. They all they're still good. Yeah. People's um, level. People's level of. Um, of intelligence and letting the mind go and um, being able to sit and watch a movie and let the imagination do the talking has gone because people are just generally they're not yeah. I'm not going to call people more everyone's wanting jump scares now and that's yeah it. but everyone has a low attention span nowadays as well they want car crashes and nothing but car crashes you know what I mean so unfortunately yeah. that is all action all the time yeah exactly like they want to see Dracula just constantly biting people which would just wear off in about five minutes of seeing the same thing so um, probably if you, want, if you wanted to see that you could just watch uh, A Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy which so is still a great movie <laughs> it's still a great movie yeah. <laughs> um, good alright that leads us on to your number eight pick so we've gone with James Wan again this time it's with the hundreds Conjuring. Perfect. It was, it was 2013 when it came out. Um, was was I hadn't seen a good horror movie in the cinema in a long time. You know, a lot of people liked it, some didn't. I thought it was uh, was very good. 
obviously then shot the family to fame as well. I heard um, one of the girls from that family was on the Talk of Jericho podcast as well at one stage. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and I it was, was it was good. I'd, I'd agree with Patrick you. Wilson. I'd agree with you, yeah. Paddy Wilson, kind of almost a modern day kind of horror guy. Um, I thought he's in the new one. He's in that new one on Netflix and the Tall Grass now as well. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Now I've heard good and bad things. Um, so I'll be interested. On Netflix to see. with the name to it, it might be all right. Well, I think I think definitely The Conjuring was the first kind of movie. I suppose after maybe Insidious, but but even more so than Insidious, it had a bit an element of the old. 30s 40s and 50s horror in it in terms of like the music that it used and the the suspense yeah, they built everything up. yeah 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 the slow build so i thought that was um and yeah. your one is really cool even, as well what's her name like what's, even who the, the witch no that plays um oh vara vermega yeah she's a great great actor great actor yeah. it's one of the first movies really that that um Ed and Ryan Warren actually sanctioned that they could use. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. So it meant they believed in the script as well. Well, obviously Ed didn't. Ed was it was done at that stage, but, um, but, it, but it's still true to what they, the work that they did. Yeah, but she, yeah. she had a big part in it. She was on set nearly every day. Yeah, very much so. Um, but that spanned four films, well, two and two spin-offs with Annabelle and Annabelle Creation or whatever you want to call it, and. Yeah. No, obviously none, which I haven't bothered to watch either. No, the, the none is shit. The latest Annabelle was actually surprisingly good. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen it, I'd recommend it. Um, so that's I good. I haven't seen the new, I haven't seen the newest one. I've seen the other two. Uh, one of the girls and work bought it from me as Chris Kindle last year. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, man. Um, so, I guess that leads me onto my next. Uh, my next one, I tried to be quite diverse with these ones, but this is going to be a thing that, uh, no pun intended actually, this is going to be a, a common thread throughout most of my horror stuff, because I'm a, as you know Greg, um, John Carpenter is one of my favourite directors ever, do you know what I mean, from not just this film. You're talking about horror, can't talk about much else. You are? Uh, two or three names, you're talking about horror, there's two or three names that have to pop up. Yeah, and John Carpenter, you know it can easily be up there in the conversation in, in the top three you know um i mean his music alone creates the most amazing suspense um so for me um i've actually gone with the thing here um from 1982 not that uh you get that amazing, yeah uh, in the, the movie when you did you are you actually gave it a mention i think it was in your list when you did Yes, very much so. Yeah, it was. It was up there. Um, Kurt Russell, um, John Carpenter. It's more of a science fiction horror film, but I mean, it is. A, it is a creepy film. I mean, it's just from the opening scene when you see the helicopter go across Alaska, it just creates this kind of weird tension where you know something's not right. You know what I mean? Um, Somebody, somebody's in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, and I think the acting from all the boys. I mean, Kurt Russell, Ennio Morricone. You know, or sorry, not. Kurt, I think Ennio Ennio Morricone is actually. He does a lot of the music, but I mean, it's based off a lot of John Carpenter stuff. But like, obviously, the main actor being Kurt Russell, um, and the rest of the cast are just phenomenal in it for me. Um, I uh, yeah, I just I just absolutely love the movie, and it was obviously a huge hit as well. 
Um, the, the prequel was pretty good too. It was, was alright as well. Wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan, to be honest. Um, again, I, like, I like the little throwback where you see the axe still left in the wall. And well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Things. That's true. But um, it just wasn't for me. But at the same time, it's it's it, it, for me. Yeah, the thing is my number uh, my number eight. But John Carpenter did one of my favorite films of all time, of Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, exactly. Again, that's that's one of my favorites too. Also with Roddy Piper, uh, They Live. Uh, amazing films. Which They Live. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Roddy Piper was in. Uh, been trouble with the China. I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, Jesus, no, no, no. In fact, just while we're um, we're on this, actually, there's a there's a film, right? Um, I'm gonna yep. try and find it here from John Carpenter, and it again, it was a, it was a made for, uh, it was kind of a made for TV movie, but it was again, it was kind of more in the thriller um, section of his of his work, but it was about basically a woman that was living in like an apartment. Um, like a big, you know, big apartment in, uh, say, New York or whatever, and there was it was one of those original stalker um, movies. It was called Someone's Watching Me, and it was uh, 1978. Actually, it was one of his first works. It was like a straight to TV movie, but uh, I, actually, funny enough, there I'm just had to check it out. It was called High Rise, also in certain countries. So there you are. Um, but basically, this guy yeah, in the dark. Yeah, this guy, this guy in the dark. It's based in, I think, L.A. or somewhere like that. But um, basically, this guy is watching her from across the, across the, you know, the apartment block. But it's all in the dark, and she's, you know, it was one of the original ones like Scream, but done so much more suspensefully, where you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Do you know what I mean? And he's constantly calling her, um, and he keeps sending strange gifts and telling her what she's wearing and stuff. And yeah. Really, seen a, really. few, seen a few like that now. Yeah, um, we are, but this was a '78, so this was like proper. You know what I mean? This was this was original stuff and really, yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. So, um, uh, the man was a genius, though. Absolutely. So that's my number. My number eight. Um, I guess you're on to number seven now. So I went with uh, Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a bit controversial now with all the news that came out after uh, with with director Victor Salvi being a child abuser and whatnot. But shut up. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I know. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing about these fucking scumbags. But unfortunately, it's still a piece of work, a body of work that you watched that was on TV, and obviously, it holds an influence on you. You know. Yeah, well, I have it. I have a tattoo over here. I'm living, so. Yeah, so it's not. Um, it's not your the, fault. Um, it's not your fault for appreciating a movie that you didn't know of. Well, Francis Ford Coppola had a big part in it too. Yeah, that's very true. Obviously, obviously, you had you had Justin Long as uh, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, Jeepers Creepers. Obviously, Jeepers Creepers. As the sister, um, yeah, I I quite enjoyed. It. I thought it was it was very good for the time. Yeah, no, it was it was a good film. Good nineties. Was it nineties? Yeah, or nineties. Two thousands. Two thousands. Yeah, so it's probably a little bit too, 
I know I sound like an old man, like sometimes here, but it's weird that I'm so into the old school horrors. But yeah, it, it, Jeepers Creepers, I do remember having a. I do remember there was there was a line of those films. Obviously, Scream came out, and then there was I Know What You Did Last Summer and all, and some of them were really suspenseful. Then it led into Jeepers Creepers. I think Creepers. one of the only people that think that I think you know I think I know what you did last summer might actually be just as good as Scream. I think it was. I think it was better actually, to be honest. Um, I, I think, think Scream, that, Scream was more popular. But yeah, I think I know what you did last Jennifer, summer was actually Jennifer, better. Jennifer Lynch was Freddie Prince Jr. Was, uh, as well. Yeah, she was she was uh, a bit of eye candy at the time. Yeah, so say you. <laughs> um, well, I'll move on to my number seven, which um, I have, which is obviously one of the greatest films of all time. Um, it's more of a psychological horror. And it's the uh, the great Rob Reiner film based on Stephen King's novel, Misery. Uh, oh, one of the best films ever made, period, to be honest. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just hold my kneecaps now. Yeah, I mean, what a movie. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, for, for, for that's real film and suspense right there. With You know, you don't see many scenes in it other than one bedroom, you know? Yeah, I think it's what the hell. I'd say it's filmed in one house on a yeah. garden and a road. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, as I say, again, another Stephen King. I'm a big Stephen King guy, always have been, but it stars, obviously, James Caan, who's a great actor, and he's a... You know, anyone listens to this that hasn't seen Misery, get out of that James rock. Caan, James Caan is, uh, is James Caan. Everyone, it was just brilliant at the time. Like, well... Maybe at the same time, he's brilliant the whole way through, really. Yeah, and then obviously he's usurped by unbelievable performance by Cathy uh, Bates. And man, she's just absolutely incredible. Plays a nurse called Annie Wilkson. Um, obviously, he's not an actress I already like, but she was brilliant in that. Oh man, absolutely crazy! Like, I mean, it's 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 one of those performances that you just that lives with you. I mean, I remember. This is this is the thing where I got my horror movies from. This is going to be a, a theme as well. Back in Bray, when I was a young man, lived down and, uh, well, stayed down quite a lot. I may as well lived with my grandmother on Parnell Road. And every Friday, there was a horror film on after kind of the Late Late Show type thing. And I remember that was one of the first movies that she, she let me watch with her. And I remember, like, her going to bed kind of just before the end. She used to always do that to me, actually. She'd go to bed before the end, and it was one of those old big houses kind of down on Parnell Road. You know the ones. And I do. It's, it, man, like, the floorboards spoke to you back then. So when when she left me down there, I was like, yeah, I was like, how do I make it up the stairs now after this? Do you know what I mean? Without getting if you're, if you're James Caan, you, you wouldn't be making it anywhere. Well, this is very true. This is very true. I just wanted to protect myself so I didn't become James Caan. So I just generally stayed down on the couch till till the till the dawn. Till she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. That's my number. Uh, that's my number seven. Misery. So we're on to. Uh, we're getting into the breaking. Getting getting into the list now. Um, getting into uh, your number six. My, num- my number six will go with the original miniseries of It the Clown. Okay, nice. Tim Curry as Pennywise. Far, 
fire you, Zapsack. Bill Skarsgård, not that he did a bad job, in my opinion. But yeah, but a lot of his Tim stuff, Curry. a lot of his stuff is effects based, whereas Tim Curry was all facials. And psychologically, mentally, mind fucking you. I agree. I couldn't agree more. He's the reason I hate clowns. I was brilliant though. Amazing, amazing have movie. You, have you have you seen the new one? I've seen both. Yeah. The. I, there was a nice touch they threw back, obviously, in the first one, everyone came publicised that they had the old clown in the upstairs bedroom where the old Pennywise design was. Yeah. And then in the new one, you know, when they introduce... Uh, oh, when they introduce Ben and yeah. you see him as the big ripped guy. Yeah. The guy who introduces him on the camera was the original Ben. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's really cool. And obviously Stephen King makes a little cameo as well, which is a nice touch. He does, yeah. Um, no, I actually thought, other than Tim Curry's really bad health, I thought he could have played the chemist. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. But obviously, he, unfortunately, he's not He's not in the best of health, which obviously, hopefully that uh, hopefully that improves. Um, yeah, tremendous actor for sure. But um, yeah, it the clown. Oh, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, left left a generation, many generation of people um, <laughs> terrified of fucking clowns. To be honest with you, and then when you learned of John Wayne Gacy in real life, then your fear of clowns became even more terrifying. Yeah, that's, so. it's actually real then all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And and that's and that's true. That's when I watched uh when I watched It the Clown with my dad, it was funny enough the I think a couple of weekends later I was out watching a documentary with uh I believe it was someone in my family out in Finglas and uh, there was a documentary on about John Wayne Gacy and Pogo oh, the Clown yeah. or whatever the hell he was. And um yeah, so <laughs> I was fucking terrified of clowns. Still not the biggest fan. Be even worse if you're watching that. You're afraid of spiders as well. Oh well, I like spiders, so I like spiders, so yeah. it's only it's only the clown thing. But now I have fists, so I just punch a clown and then run. You know. Yeah. Um, not allowed, not allowed in haunted houses anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, well, everyone is a snowflake nowadays. We're in a snowflake generation too, so. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You were just so. told to you were told to get up and deal with it back in my day, so. Get on with it, yeah. Um. So yeah, we're my number six is um, a little bit out of the barrel, but genuinely one of the most scariest films. I'll set the scene for you here, okay? So for all you beautiful guys and gals sitting back listening to the soothing sounds of Ian the Dynamo Kelly's voice, uh, picture this. Your parents are away. You're 18 years old. You, it's your first task with mine of the house and being the man of the house. And you decide to go and flick through, which I think it still exists, the sci-fi channel, when they showed good stuff. And this film, dun dun dun, 1998's film directed by Hideo Nakata, the great director from the J-horror genre, Ringu. The original, The Ring, Ringu. Um, J-horror oh, yeah. film. That film, from start to finish, is terrifying. Um Mainly, I mean, the setting is just grey and dull. The music is just suspenseful. It doesn't not give you a minute to breathe. Um, I, I was sitting on my couch not knowing what the fuck to do. Um, 
Like all behind yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, genuinely terrifying movie when you see it for the first time. Um, obviously, there's been loads of follow-ups with the ring and you know, uh, Juan and all that, the Grudge and all that stuff. But it doesn't. Well, actually, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't like the ring. Ring two. Rings, whatever, however many sequels it spans. Ring of Rosie. Uh, I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind the two Japanese ones, and then the the Grudge, the American Grudge, was good with uh, Michelle Keller. It wasn't too bad, but I mean, the, none of them compare to that original uh, movie. It was just, I mean, the Japanese are the masters of horror in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of the American stuff you see has been taken from J horror. It's its own genre, you know. Um, oh yeah, well you look at they they have a lesser budget over there as well. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I think they were actually better purely because of the, you know, the suspense that they were able to uh, able to create with just only having the budget to create suspense. You know what I mean? There was no need for big Hollywood kind of um, special effects or anything like that. So, yeah, so that that's my uh, that's my number six, which is gonna bring us to. Um, you're number five, and I think we'll uh, we, we'll take a little pause for the cause, take a little break, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll, we'll go down um, for our, our top five. Um, well, we'll everyone. Honorary mentions, uh, Yeah, give it. Oh, we're gonna definitely do some honorable mentions, and we'll give everyone a chance to uh, basically stop biting their nails, um, turn their lights <laughs> on for a moment, maybe change their particular. Um, Socks and jocks that they may have wedded, get into a fresh pair, get some fresh talc on board, and uh, we'll see you all in a moment, back fresh for our top five. And welcome back to Dynamo's Half Dozen, a show tonight where we are going through a top 10 horror movie list because we are in the month of the witch it's the season of the witch and I am the pagan that is bringing you this misery and scares in the beautiful month of October with my good friend Greg Kelly Flanagan where we're about to break down our top 5 horror movies of all time glad you've stuck with us keep with us because it's only going to get better Welcome back to the show, Greg. Do you like that little bit of suspense I created there? Oh, yeah. There's a nice touch. Don't tap in the rest. It's always a nice touch, you know what I mean? It's it's Watch too many horror movies, man. Too many horror movies. It's all about, it's all about the music. It is. It is all about the music, to be honest with you. Um, it has a wonderful creature feature, but if you have decent music, you're laughing. That's 90% of the battle. 90% of the battle. Um you know, we'll, we'll get on to, I guess, one honourable mention that I'll throw in that didn't make the list, unfortunately, but I'm a huge, huge, should I say, mark for, um, is obviously Alfred Hitchcock, lots of his stuff, um, you know, inspired me, not just, you know, because obviously I'm not in film or anything, but inspired me to kind of, you know, write songs when I was in music, um, 
inspired me with different character ideas and stuff like that. And uh, one of the biggest things I think I said on the Phil H and Selmo interview was, um, so I was such a big fan of his short stories like Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and then obviously you've got Psycho and the Birds and. Yeah. Okay, so, them two, them two were going to be an honourable mention for me, but yeah, so, talked about there. Well, maybe, maybe that's maybe that can be just an honourable mention for both of us before we get into the list. Then, um, I think it's, yeah. I think it's quality. A couple, of, a couple of other ones. Um, aliens didn't make Aliens didn't make mine. Amazing horror films. Uh, Sci-fi, you yeah. would say as well, but still. Yeah. You know, they didn't make mine. They were probably one of the biggest. Halloween didn't make mine. Um, not a John Carpenter thing, but sure. Well, look. We have a few. Well, should we move on? And that kind of leads you in then to a um, nice segue into your top five that did make the list, so. Yeah. Well, number, number five was another one of those movies that I'd say nearly every parent in Ireland somewhat me. Told the kids not to watch it at any stage was Candyman. Ah, uh, Candyman. Tony Todd, what a legend. Coming back for the next one, it looks like, too. So, so, so I read, but uh, I'm not a great fan of, of your man who directed Get Out. I thought Get Out was the greatest lot of waffle. Yeah. Was two hours of racist abuse. It was dog shy, to be honest with you, yeah. And so I'm not overly looking forward to it, but I'll, I'll go and see it because of what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, that's my number five. It's uh, set in Chicago, obviously. People mentioning Candyman in the in the mirror and the the the, the honeybees and reading the dolls with it. The just the mystique around the way they filmed it was brilliant. Um. It's like everybody knew, but no one wanted to admit it. And if you were... Uh, just a fabulous movie. It is, and if you were young enough um, at the time, lucky enough to be kind of my age around that time, um, you would have been like me, and you would have actually went into the mirror and always got to number four and then pussied out. Yeah, well, it would have been one movie that I would have loved to have seen in the cinema. Yeah, I didn't get to see it in the cinema, obviously, but I, uh, yeah, uh, I always knew the concept of Candyman because my auntie used to scare the bejesus out of me and tell me about, you know, this particular it's movie. It's the, it's the urban legend of Bloody Mary, really, isn't it? Well, pretty much, and, and, and like, even though I hadn't seen the film at the time, I swear to God, I used to go in and I'd say Candyman, like... You I'd get say, there with the lights off and... And then all of a sudden, the hard man act disappears. Yeah, you get to number, you get to number four. Even at a push, you got to number four. And uh, well, you wouldn't even. Huh? Yeah, even maybe on the, maybe he heard, maybe they heard you walking into the bathroom. That's it. So you always kind of walk straight back out of the bathroom. Yeah, out of that bathroom with a pip in your step. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I've got my number five here, and it's. Um, a film that nowadays you can look at and kind of see the humor, well, some of the humor in, but at the time in um, 1985, I mean, I didn't see it when I was one, so, but I did see it when I was, I did see it when I was about four or five, however, thanks to me, my, my cousin, oh, my cousin Faye and Barry and Camille, we used to all watch the thing and we were absolutely scared shitless, um, Fright Night, 1985, Fright Night. Oh, uh, Don Brewster. Oh my good lord! What a f what a film! What a film! 
Uh, the remake was alright as well. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I, I, I hated everything about it. I just... I don't, I don't, I'm not overly a great fan of Colin Farrell, but... Uh, I th- Colin, uh, Farrell, Colin Farrell didn't bother me in it. I think it's just, again, it's one of those things that when you see when you're younger, leave it alone. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it should have been left alone, but it was, it was entertaining. Yeah, it did, it, it did what it was supposed to do. But it was uh, for it didn't me. Didn't make a whole lot of money, to be honest. But sure. No, but but I mean, this movie in particular was was really good. Um, it done really well in the box office too back in the day. But it's a uh, it's one of those little gem gem of a movie that uh, that will also go alongside like an honourable mention of mine, like the Monster Squad. Even though it's not a horror ki- movie, it's more of a Kids yeah, horror movie. What a movie. What a movie though. What a... Uh, I, I, I remember the first time I watched that and I didn't have a clue what was going on and then I was like, oh look, there's Frankenstein, there's the mummy. They were all and together. They were probably going like, to like this movie. And you know what, Greg? When you were when you were a young man, that Dracula scared the bejesus out of you at the start. He did, yeah. You really did, like. Do you remember they made the the piss take? Uh, obviously, the piss take of Van Helsing, but it kind of worked the same way with Stan Helsing, where he had all the the horror characters come back in like a comedy thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of based off that, like one or two people trying to track down all the monsters. That's it, and it was it was a uh, it was unreal. Um, yeah, just. Yeah. Just unreal. That'll be one on the shelf. That'll be one on the shelf in a couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah. Might have to wait till might have to wait till this man is not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my that's my uh, that's my number five. So you're you're down to your number four. My num- my number four is Jaws. Jaws. Okay, I like it. I mean, obviously, I don't like it. I love no, it. Not, not a. I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. It's more of a suspenseful thriller, sci-fi kind of whatever it was. Um, but it's a great creature feature for me. Um, piqued my interest. Obviously, I have great interest in sharks and snakes and things like that. Um, but I really did enjoy Jaws back in the day. So I'd still sit down and watch it now. Oh yeah. Um. Two hours, ten minutes, and uh, some people will be like, "Oh, it's two hours, ten minutes." I'm never getting back. Two hours and ten minutes, I'll gladly give to watching that. Uh, listen, um, I mean, one of the most one of the most amazing moments for me when I was over in Orlando there in October was was just to see the you know the jaws still hanging up, but unfortunately with the old ride gone, you know. So I mean, it's, it's yeah, we we were there as well. It was closed. We were there actually. We seen a girl hanging from inside the mouth. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very. It was unfortunate. It was unfortunate, but it was. Um, on the ride, I think a few people got injured on the ride as well, or something. Ah, they were in, pussies. In the they were pussies. It was malfunctioning. But sure, they got rid of uh, the Jurassic Park ride. It's not now as well. They've changed that to something different. Well, that was there now when I got there. Uh, yeah, but I don't. You went this year, didn't you? I went in no, October last year. Oh, this month last year, yeah. Yeah, I was there two years ago. They were getting ready to change it. Oh, so it's gone now, is it? I don't know whether you've been on the new one or the older one. No, I was on the older one. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, then it's changed since then. Oh, damn it. Fuck that. Well, it was good. I quite enjoyed it. Well, they still had the E.T. Um, ride, though. That was, oh, that was brilliant. That was the first ride me and Tommy went on. Well, it's still there, thankfully, and I got my, uh, I got my DeLorean there as well. Got my DeLorean still in its wardrobe. I got my ET um, collectible figure as well. So once I got into that ET uh, shop, it was just a small section of old eighties nostalgia for this kid. So uh, <laughs> I, once you got into the ET section, it was just like take my money. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Rachel, Rachel had to prod right. me to do it, but I did it. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, right, no, so it was, yeah, it was it was brilliant though. Yeah, which brings me to my number four, which is uh, here's Johnny the Shining. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. What can you really say? Uh, that isn't already known, to be honest. It's just. Yeah, just an absolutely amazing, amazing movie, and obviously Duval is fucked now. Um, oh, she's mental. Yeah. She's proper full on. Like, not that mental health should be. Uh, no, no. Thing with that. that. That really fucked her up. No. Well, it's not a, even just that. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not just that particular movie. It's a lot of her life. But I don't, I don't mean to, you know, say she fucked in a bad way, but like she genuinely is. Like, they've, they've tried to reach out and help her, and she's just, I think, almost at yeah. this stage beyond kind of um, recognition. Um, but. What a what a what a movie, man! Jack Nicholson just as Jack Nicholson Jack, Jack, does, just Jack is the king. And I'm looking forward to seeing Doctor Sleep now when it comes out. It's an interesting uh, it's an interesting concept. It'd be good to see that they're using the old house, the old hotel, um, as well. So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to. It. But The Shining ha will 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 be in most well, lists that's, for me. That's, that's the next part. That's one of the next parts of the sleeve. Yeah. Just if the doorway. Yeah. I don't think it needs any more explanation than that. Everyone knows it. Yeah, <laughs> and if they don't, they should. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dolly's never seen the trailer. Well, she needs to. Yeah, I keep trying to get her to do it, but she's not. She's not obviously the greatest horror fan in the world. Oh well. Small, small steps at a time. You don't need to be a major horror fan to uh, to appreciate the shining, though. I yeah. don't think, but like, it's I would, like some of it is like is horror, but some of it's just thriller, mental. thriller, like yeah, yeah, very much so. And it's, I mean, it's just, it shows what loneliness will do to you. Well, there's a fine line between horror and thriller. Do you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't have to be monsters and goblins and ghosts and ghouls for for it to be horror. Horror can be just horrific scenes, how it made you feel. Do you know what I mean? It's the best. The best aspect of that is looking at. Um, Silence of the Lambs. I wouldn't say Silence of the Lambs is a is an overly great horror movie, but as a thriller, it's. But it is. Uh, but it's also kind of horror in its own right too. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a good point actually. Um, so. um, it's a very, very, very good uh, suspenseful movie as well. For Another sure. Another honourable mention off my list actually. <laughs> yeah. So who who made your number three then? We're getting down to it. Made my number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the big one of, of horror really is The Exorcist. I like the, um, I like how this list is going. You know that I like how this list is going because so far, you know, we've got what 16, 15, 16 movies here that neither of us mentioned. 
And uh, yeah. I like this because that's an honourable mention on my list too. I mean, a lot of people will say, why didn't you put it on? When I was picking my list, I was trying to... I was trying to not just pick the 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 ones that you would think of, but also the ones that I remember that have had an impact on me that I remember from a certain period of time. But The Exorcist again, what a movie! Yeah, yeah, I was just I remember I I tell you I've seen it now about fifty times and I'm still watching it and seeing new bits in it. I'm like, I just don't remember that happening the last time. Yeah. But everything, everything that went on with that and the omen on set with people getting injured and thing led to led to massive theory about it as well. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, well, Linda, Linda Blair's done a few things since, but she had to sign disclaimers and everything when she was making that movie. Oh yeah, 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 crazy, crazy stuff. But they were they were tormented not by the church and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big, it was a big no-no for a lot of you know, Bible bashers and 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 whatnot. Um, but yeah, but it did get made. So, how about y'all go fuck yourselves? <laughs> yeah, it got made off the back of someone getting fired from uh, from movie producing land and everywhere else. People were getting fired left, right, and centre to try and get it made. Well, we know that no one got fired in the Vatican because the Vatican don't like to fire people. They just like to place them in different areas. So, but that's a conversation. <laughs> that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah, we might might get in trouble for that one. Uh, might get I don't think so. And if they want to come at me, come at me, bro. That's fine. That's something. That's something I will stand by. Um, and yeah, so. So yeah, that's that's a good show. My um. My number three is, again, Mr. John Carpenter. Um, it's higher on the list than Halloween, even. Um, it's higher on the list. Uh, or is it higher on the list than Halloween? I don't know. Who knows? But it's... Uh, it's 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 my, my second John Carpenter movie of the night. And, uh, okay. it is, and it is a film of the night. It is um, the original film... Uh, one of the, one of John Carpenter's first, but also also the great Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie with him, The Fog. Oh yeah, one of my favorite. You'll notice um, now The Fog again. Backstory to this again, another movie that I watched with my granny in Bray, and uh, behind. Well, all that's in young Ian Kelly's head during this time is that that could be Bray Beach. You know what I mean? Could well be, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's a lake town, isn't it? Well, no, well, no, it's a seaside town. It's a seaside town. It's a bay. It's uh, oh, the remake. The remake is the lake, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, don't mind the remake. The remake can go fuck itself. Um, so it's 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 like the, the the fog itself is actually based originally um, in a in a, a small like coastal town, which can be Bray. Um, it, it, you know, in California where it brings loads of vengeful ghosts of all mariners who were killed in a shipwreck over 100 years before Davy Jones Locker it shows you how much I know about this movie because I'm not even reading about this this is just off the top of my head um, Antonio Bay that's it, Antonio Bay um, in California and they're like they're doing like a 
it's a, like a hundred year anniversary of the town but obviously because it was a hundred years ago that these pirates were killed the town was actually built on um on kind of blood money it was built on, on on money that was found by the by the six founding fathers of antonio bay but um they they plundered and deliberately actually sank a ship um called the dane or something the great dane or elizabeth dane that's it and it was owned by blake who was like a real wealthy kind of wealthy man but he wanted he wanted to establish like a leper uh, community nearby because he was one um, but gold from the ship were, yeah like the gold that they found from the ship was actually used to build the town so the town was actually built on blood money and especially the church so with the church were covering it up oh here we are back onto church cover ups but the church church actually was covering it up at the time so um, yeah it just it's it's crazy man it's, it's, it's one of the again one of the Greatest pieces of film I think I've ever seen, and something that really kind of stands with me, and and definitely one of uh, one of John Carpenter's uh, breakout films. In fact, it wasn't even. Uh, I apologise because you know I know so much about the film that I actually got the start wrong. It was a, it was actually a nineteen eighty movie, so it was actually after um, it was after Halloween. J- Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, exactly. So Jamie Lee Curtis came after that. So I do apologize. At least, at least I rectified my mistake, and I'm not going to get slaughtered online for it. So, uh, yeah, that's um, now I look up. Now I look up the bits. Oh, geez, it made a hefty sum too. Just looking up in box office, it was a one point one. We get slated anyway off head because. because his Purge movie wasn't in either of the lists. Well, I'm surprised it's not in your top two. Well, it was never going to be in any of my top two. So, um, <laughs> so uh, well, he's after getting it mentioned now from you. So, um, yeah. But the it's mad. That was a 1.1 million budget, and they made 21 million domestically. So imagine how big that actually was. That was huge, actually. I don't think it actually did too well over here, though. But domestically, isn't that crazy? Considering nineteen eighty to make like a twenty one. You think cinnamon? Cinnamon were probably twenty five, thirty p a go. Yeah, like so. I mean, that's huge money. Like, and and the good thing about it was, again, it was one of those that uh, that literally uh, the the good man himself, John Carpenter, done all the music for. So uh, it was yeah. yeah. Amazing. He wanted a hand in everything, though, didn't he? He was, he was a perfectionist, really. When you I love it. it. I love it. I have to say, I love it. Um, it's something I've always tried to take with me. John Carpenter's a huge inspiration, so... Um, Looking back to Big Trouble and Little Tony, he had hands in the design of all the costumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just an incredible yeah. artist in every single way, shape and form. Storyteller, artist, just, just a genius. Um when they were getting down to the exciting parts, Greg, um, number boom, number two, baby, yeah. So what is your number two? Uh, I'll go with a little hick southern town in Texas. It was lit up by stories of people getting chopped up and eaten. Oh. Do I need to go any further? Somewhere in the mountains, somewhere in the kind of the desert area. No, no. Oh no! So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about Angelina Jolie's father might have a possible. 
Possibly. Well, we go back to 1974 and a certain Paul Cooper movie that was banned all over the country at one stage, I think, in America. But yet it was delivered. Oh, I love it. Spawned a, a good few sequels. Quite a lot, um, actually. The original one, the original one for me, 1974, the infamous scene with the with the door and then he hits your man with the, the lump hammer in the back end of the skull. It's, it's one of the most scariest scenes of all time, actually, when that door just fucking powers open. Even in the even in the remake of two thousand three with Jessica Biel, when that door flies open, you're like Jesus. And you're ready for it then, but you weren't back then. Yeah, yeah but then uh, yeah, and you won't get dragged back in. He cuts the door open, the chainsaw, and everything. You're like Jesus. Uh, but in that time, you could see you could see things like that probably happening in America, and that was based off Ed Gein. Um, well, I was literally about to say heavily, heavily based off uh, Ed Gein, the probably the first most notorious serial killer who actually did have you know belt buckles made out of human nipples and lampshades made with human bones and white, skin white, white kind of guy yeah just a just a stand up guy like so um yeah so it was a really yeah, really that'd creepy be, film that'll be my number two i like it i like I think it took a lot of flack for that as well and that would be a, that would be a, a big a big. Um, this kind of tells you that it's not in my top ten, which again, you know, I might get slaughtered for. But um, it it it. Your opinion. But it also would be a huge honourable mention for me. Uh, so. Yeah, I'll have a couple of honourable mentions to to drop out before I hit number one anyway. Yeah, well, I'm gonna hit my number two, and then we can do a few honourable mentions just to build up the suspense and keep people guessing. My honourable mention is the season to be jolly, and it is the season that we are in. It is the season of the witch, and my number two, once again, is a John Carpenter movie. It's Halloween. Halloween. Um, it's not season. It's not number three, is it? <laughs> it's I'm, no hang, I'm hanging up if it's number three, season of the witch. I'm hanging up. No, it's the original 1978 <laughs> uh, Halloween. Uh, a movie that me and my younger cousin David actually watched one Halloween, believe it or not, out in the kitchen of my nanny's house. They Basically, the sitting room and the kitchen could be separated by a sliding door in the old... Anyone that's out Fingless Way and all the kind of north side or even south side kind of council house area way knows that they used to have the kitchen and all would be separated by these little glass sliding doors. So all the adults basically wanted to keep the kids out of the way. And... Uh, they decided to let us basically watch Halloween, and we watched it on a smallest little bloody telly. I mean, I, the, the, it'd be smaller than, you know, my notepad monitor that I have here. But, good Lord, one of the most intense and scary films I think I've ever seen, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah, not, not even, it's not even like not a lot happens till near the end anyway, but... Yeah, but this... It's just it's, it's brilliant, like, just, at the start when... Uh, drive into the asylum and he takes the car you're just like oh shit <laughs> shit just got real quickly here things might happen yeah 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 incredible incredible movie um so yeah that's my number two so let's let's get a couple of honorable mentions out there um greg kelly flanagan why don't you hit me with 
three honourable mentions and I'll hit you with three. Um, Dog Soldiers is an honourable mention. Neil Jordan. Okay. More of a comedy horror. But, um, it was a English-based or Scottish-based werewolf movie. Have you ever seen it? Um, believe it or not, it's on the list because um, Mr. Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones is in that, um, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Joe Doignan, big fan of the show. He's uh, basically got me, he's talked to me about this quite a lot of times, so it is definitely on the list. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a very good movie. It's, probably, it's one of my favourite movies, but I don't know if it's enough to hold up in the, in the list of the caliber movies that I've gone with. Yeah, okay. Um, the, the Hills Have Eyes would be another one. Yeah, for sure. The two older ones are good. I, I I was quite a good fan of of the new the first remake. Part two was terrible, but uh, the remake of the first one was uh, was very good. In my I thought anyway. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... Yeah, and obviously I'd already said the boards and. Whatnot, but uh, the tour, the tour and final one would be uh, Murnia George movie and the descent. Okay. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, that was a uh, was a good was a good suspenseful little cave movie with like column-like creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 actually really good, really good. Anyone that hasn't seen that, I would fully recommend it. Yeah, the second one not so much. I didn't see the second one, so. But now that you've yeah. said not so much, yeah. I don't think I will. <laughs> you don't really have to. It's enjoyable, but it's just not necessary. Well, was so Blum, I think Blumhouse getting money for it. Well, obviously, we've, well, we've, we've done a lot of honourable mention, and we've, we've covered like pretty much a lot of the stuff that people would have expected us to, do you know what I mean, in terms of honourable mentions, so... Top tr- the, the top three honourable mentions that I'll mention here, um, you notice I mentioned the word mention a lot, but I'll mention it again. Um, I've got, actually I've got five here that I'm sure you will agree with. I'm going to go with the original Nosferatu because it kind of changed the game of... Um, Ooh, okay, that's a movie and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing, but um, four others... Actually, have that, you know? Yeah, four others that I've gone with is um, Poltergeist, the first one, um, yeah. Hellraiser. Never, never, never. Oh, Hellraiser's genius, but Poltergeist was never one that I really was just there. I watched the remake not so long ago as well. It was but again, it was poor. it was kind of my genre, eighties genre that you know kind of stood with me. Um, the Fly oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, I'd watch it in time. The Fly is brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously you had the original one, um, but you know I have to, you know, have to mention that maybe the likes of House on Haunted Hill and stuff like that with Mister Vincent Price. What a voice! Um, stuff like that He's could be voice. mentioned. He is. He is. Yeah, have you ever seen the film Haunted Honeymoon? Actually, with uh, Gene Wilder, it's more of a comedy horror. Is that the black and white one in the hotel. It's not actually black and white, but they're in a hotel, yeah. There's elements of it that are black and white, but it's mainly in colour, but it's actually really good. Um, I possibly might have. But we're down to our number one. 
down to our number one picks, let's not keep people waiting anymore. Uh, because this is literally what we've come up with in number one. We've said no particular order, but we didn't say that. So therefore, we got to live and die by what we have picked now. Um, and let people dissect it and agree with it or not agree with it. Um, I'm happy with my number one pick. Are you? Well, I have my tattooed on my arm, so I hope so. <laughs> so, hit me with it. I've gone with arguably the most creative character, apart from maybe the leprechaun. Uh, oh, why didn't get it? Like why didn't that get a mention? Because after the first one, it became a comedy. <laughs> and also Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, every time I hear Rumpelstiltskin, I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. So hit me with your number one. I've got Nightmare on the Street. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, arguably, easily, in my opinion, the most creative killer that you'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree. Spanned, spanned seven movies? Yeah. Nine movies, so nine movies. With a remake of the original. Up until that remake came out, there was only two horror franchises that hadn't had a remake, and that was one of them. Um, the other being Leprechaun, and then that's gone as well. Or, sorry, not Leprechaun, it would have been. Um, Child's Play but that's gone now as well because they remade that for sure yeah that didn't get a mention either um, Child's Play should have yeah but uh, no the original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Robert Englund John Saxon Heather Langkamp and a very young Johnny Depp very much so still still sexy as hell though arguably the most uh, recognisable kill in in horror up there with Kevin Bacon yeah yeah everything everyone nearly remembers the bed and just the blood going up yeah yeah amazing yeah. amazing amazing movie yeah. Um, yeah so amazing in fact that well, I might watch it again in a little while well I'll give you a, uh, a funny fact I just seen on Facebook there a minute ago uh, 25 years ago today um, the last of the original Friday the 13th, or Nightmare on Street, the new Nightmare got released. It's the one where all the characters play themselves in real life, and Freddy is hunting them down in real life. So, like, Hannah Langkamp's back in it, Robert Ungum's playing himself and Freddy, but it's a very CGI Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. Well, do you know what, Greg? I'm going to drink to your number one pick. There you go. It's only a... Is that alcohol? It's only a can of 7-Up, but I'll drink to it. Um, That'll do. Yeah, like, I wish it was alcohol, but uh, on a school night, possibly not. Um, Probably not. Probably so, my number one pick, um, this one is going to... Yeah, it's going to... Nobody's going to get this one from me. Uh, maybe people that have heard me talk about it before. But it is a 1946 movie, um, and it's a, a it's a psychological horror film. It's called The Spiral Staircase, directed by Robert Sidmack, um, starring a, a great actor back in the day, uh, Dorothy McGuire, um, George Brent, and Ethel Barrymore as well. Ethel, should I say? Ethel. So it sounded so American there, didn't I? But, um, 
she she was it's actually but she was actually quite big man she um she she was one of those she was actually had such a huge theater fucking uh, like a career span i think that lasted like six decades or something so she was like 60 years in theater so and you're right with uh drew barrymore um i don't know that i don't know that someone might be able to find that out for me i'm not sure um but it's unreal like it's basically it, it, it's very much it's one of those it's a black and white movie but it's done very much in the vein of old hitchcock style but you know for me probably better than than most stuff that i've ever seen all that style before hitchcock became famous exactly 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 as in like the lady vanishes and stuff like that you know what i mean like based on some of the short stories that he done with the likes of uh you know um, Alfred Hitchcock presents and stuff, but it was um, it was actually adapted from a British novel called *Some Must Watch*, and it was really good. It's about this young mute woman um, in the early kind of know eighteenth, twentieth, whatever century, and she's been terrorized by the the whole town has actually been terrorized by a serial killer who targets disabled women. Okay. Oh, Jim. Yeah, yeah, and one of the one of the kind of main kind of occurring themes in the in the film is that like you only kind of see the serial killer's eyes but it's done in very much in the old vein of the original dracula when you saw bella lugosi do the the big eyes you know but the screen (laughs) exactly but this one was all you could see was the eyes and there was close-ups on the eyes and it was really really um yeah it was really really good like i mean it's uh, it's 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 kind of one of those underrated films, but at the same time, it didn't do bad. Do you know what I mean? Like it has a lot of kind of gothic horror in it. Um, I know a lot of people say it's kind of a protagonist for slasher films and um, the kind of point of view cinematography. Do you know that kind of? That's what I was explaining the way we were, you were looking at it through the eyes of the serial killer. So it's actually, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's a really really original take on what you see in a lot of films now. Um. So for the time, you should, man. I mean, for 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 the time, as I said, for the time, like it was absolutely uh, ahead of its time. Um, like some of the critical reception, even now to this day, is still fucking. You know, it's it's and it's kind of like a mystery drama horror and all that as well. It's not just an out and out horror, but like I say, it it is just pure another suspense. And the acting, I guess, back then, because that's all they had to go by back then, was really good. You know what I mean? The voices were so great back in those old forties movies as well. Um, that's why the likes of Vincent Price now became massive because it had to be done on talent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Much like the old music scene. Do you know what I mean? Fucking yeah. Robert Plant and all these old rock and rollers didn't have any. Uh, didn't have any vocal effects on their microphones back then, so it's um exactly. So again, it's unreal. Um, yeah, like there's one. I'm actually just uh, just looking on it there. One review published on the Time Out Film Guide called the film a superb thriller, concluding Hitchcock couldn't have bettered the casual mastery with which the opening defines not just time and place. But the terms of voyeurism and entrapment. So, there you go. Like it's again. I, I remember. It's always, it's always something creepy about voyeurism. 
Yeah, and that was the thing, because I used to think, when I first saw it, I used to think it was actually a, uh, a Hitchcock movie, because it's done so very like it, you know? But... Yeah, no, maybe this, he mirrored that somewhere along the way. Possibly, very much, very, very much so, yeah, I think I think it's very possible. But, um, yeah, so that's my number one pick. Um, so, Greg, yeah. let's... You know uh, Let's let's do a rundown of your top ten just so we can remind the people and if they're looking for something to watch this week, because I tell you, I'm very impressed with the two of us here. We got twenty picks here and not one of them um was the same. So mine went uh Friday thirteenth, saw uh the conjuring, Jeepers Creepers, if Jaws, The Exorcist. Oh, sorry, I missed Candyman in there as well. Yeah. And then Nightmare on Three. Mine was The Night Flyer, Horror of Dracula, Misery, The Thing, Ringu, Fright Night, nineteen eighty five. I might add, The Shining, <laughs> The Fog, nineteen eighty. I might add, <laughs> Halloween. 1978 I might add and the spiral staircase so I mean I think that's a I think that's a, a top 20 horror list that would fit in anybody's uh, and even the greatest you know, of horror movie buffs uh, catalogue you, know you know what no one managed to pick out was a, a zombie movie that there's no George A. Romero's yeah and I mean, uh, another honourable mention if you're looking for like one twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later, Danny Boyle. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, even the yeah. Evil Dead movies, like the original few, were, were were unreal. I mean, even though they were comedic, they they still had some terrifying moments in them as well. I actually still can't think where it's in the original when stabber in the ankle. Yeah. 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 So I, mean, it's... I remember watching an interview where they were saying that he did he stuck a pencil through an apple. That's how he made that noise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was so so original, man. So original. Even the even the remake of the new Evil Dead was good. Not the biggest fan of it. Not the biggest fan of it. I do oh. have I do have arguments with Rachel over it, but uh, it's not not even. I didn't. I didn't like the the fact that they changed Ash to a girl because they're trying to show women down your throat like a minute at that stage and it was coming out. No, maybe I'm just um, going to be called a big sexist, sexist pig. Who knows? Um, well, no, I, I think that's what it was. It changed all the main characters of all the movies into, into things they were doing. They done Ghostbusters into, into women. and uh, They done what, Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's... Whatever they wanted to call it, Ocean's Seven. That made it as women then. Uh, it was like they were trying to force women down your throat at the time. I think that had a lot to do with horror being... Uh, fast, but there's a couple of nice ones in that as well where he had the old car and, and things well I mean it's been a pleasure uh, Greg it's been a great show as always, um, as always and I think we uh, we got along fine today um, without Ted here um, no need yet. no 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 need and uh, yeah I mean I think it's I think it was a great show, and uh, I thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time of, for for coming out and most welcome. And now anybody that listens has seven days to listen to 
Ik ben de eerste dus met de voor jullie de biggest game in de Rugby World Cup voor Ireland van New Zealand. Should you be busy? Yeah, I think so. So you've also got a lot of um, you've also got a lot of you know, I guess got a lot of horror movies there to get into as well if you're looking for a scare. Any of these songs that you haven't seen, or movies that you haven't seen, should I say? Um, go and yeah. check it out for sure. Greg, until next time, this leaves Dynamo over and out. And what way, what better way to play us out than the Monster Squad theme song? Until Halloween, <laughs> stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your doors locked, keep your curtains closed, and watch out for the witches.